Second Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. A declaration from the God of Israel to his people and a declaration that still resonates in the 21st century in our day and age today. Today on the Bridge Podcast, we're talking about practical life tips on prayer. We're talking about the real struggle that comes into diving in to that 5 a.m. moment of prayer with God. This is The Real Talk today. I'm your co-host, Lou Micah. I'm Josel. I am Mateo. And this is The Bridge Podcast. Run it. whoever is tuning in this wonderful time right now is an opportunity for you to connect with the bridge podcast we're so grateful again i am your co-host lou micah and welcome aboard tonight on uh the bridge podcast today uh, on your car ride on your uh, uh commute uh whether you're at the gym working out now uh or or if you're out for a jog or if you're uh tuning in while you're having breakfast we're so happy that you chose to be with us if you're tuning in with us on our available platforms we're on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts or on our facebook live feed every tuesday at 7 p.m central time the bridge podcast follow us on facebook and follow us on instagram the bridge underscore podcast we want to connect with you we want to hear what you have to think and what you have to share and how you've been blessed uh by this podcast by the, the time that we have to to share with you what's what the lord has laid on our hearts as topics to discuss and without any further delay we're so blessed tonight to uh on, on, on this time just to to discuss with you the topic which cannot be neglected in any walk with god and that's prayer right it's a foundational cornerstone of our walk with god and we're going to dive straight into that and 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 dive into uh, you know in the practical of it and and just the spiritual uh, specifics and we just want to be real with you and connect on a life basis where we have not been perfect on this level and we are still being perfected into it we are still growing into it um, and we have not yet attained and so are you all that are tuning in we're still growing into that ultimate level of our walk with God in prayer that we can all attain in Jesus name and um, I just want to kind of get a, some feedback from my co-hosts 
Josel and Mateo and hear you guys out about what does your prayer time look like? If you guys have some sort of a way that it looks, just I guess we'll go with uh, Josel and then Mateo and then we'll hop on to uh, ask a couple of more things about that. So you guys go ahead. Cool. Yeah. Um, so this is obviously, um, uh, the, I mean, this particular topic of what our prayer time looks like, it's not, it's obviously not the same for everybody. Um, and, and I think that's the great way, great thing about it that we kind of have to think about as well is that, um, it's simply just communication with God. Right. And, uh, so how you do that and, and, you know, where you do it and what time you do it, that's all subject to your convictions and what you feel in, your personal walk. So, uh, for me personally, I like to have uh, and put aside that time uh, every morning and every evening. Um, for me, it's so important to start the day off with prayer, start the day off with talking to God, and also ending off the day. And there are some times too where um, I'll take some time uh, in the middle of the day. I mean, I work a full time job. Um, I don't get home till late afternoon, and so sometimes it can be hard to find the time. But you know, uh, sometimes it just consists of me saying thank you god right uh i could just be on the road with my eyes open of course because safety first i mean i want to meet jesus but maybe now is not the time yet right? not that fast uh, gotta gotta stick with the rules of the road you know what i mean um I but there are times you know i'll just be driving and uh got worship music playing and i'll just thank god and i'll just you know talk to him right and um and that's kind of how it looks like so i'll just i'll, I'll take an hour or so uh, in the morning an hour in the evening and uh, really, it's just me and my Bible. Um, I don't uh, listen to music. I don't uh, have anything in the background. Um, I'll uh, and, and this is kind of something I picked up during Bible school, where I'll uh, you know I'll, I'll spend a few minutes praying, and then I'll uh, read uh, scripture, read some portions of scripture that I've been studying, and then I'll pray on that as well. And uh, that's kind of how I've uh, received uh, specific words from God or. Um, Maybe God has impressed and inspired something in my heart that I'll try to implement later on in the day or maybe the next day if it's in the evening. Um, and that's usually how I'll um, have my communication with God. But one thing that remains constant, um, and I do have a prayer list. I do have people uh, on a note in my phone that I pray for every single time. But what, what remains the same every single time is that I always start with worship and I always end my prayer time with worship as well. Um, and for me, that's really important. And I'll talk a little bit about that later on. But uh, Mateo, why don't you tell us a little bit about your prayer time, bro? Um, my prayer time looks different every day. <laughs> um, it's not it's not the same every ever. Um, because as Giselle said, prayer is communication. And I don't communicate the same way with um, my mom or with Lumaika or with Giselle the same way every day. I don't always start the conversation with the same word. Uh, sometimes I take the time to say, hey, how you doing? And sometimes I just jump right into the matter. Sometimes I start with um, something random, sometimes with something very specific. So it doesn't always look the same. One thing for sure, it's that I do like to pray in the mornings uh, as a habit. And one thing for sure, it's that if I kneel down, I fall asleep. You can, you can count on that. Not because I don't like to pray, not because I think it's boring. It's just because I'm tired <laughs> and because I'm sleepy. <laughs> so, so I, I'll, I'll find different ways, walk, I, I pace, or um, 
I'll go while I'm making myself a cup of coffee. I'll, I'll, start, I'll start to pray and then I'm praying with my coffee. It all depends. It all depends on the day. Um, and I do like to have prayer throughout the day. And just lately, lately, <clears throat> I think it, ever since the pandemic began, um, not with everybody, but with a lot of people, I try to add prayer to our conversation. Whether we just talked for fun or we had a meeting or we had an appointment, I like to pray. Pray for that person. That person prays for me and just uh, we're mutually benefit from that prayer. And then at the end, um, I like to I like to pray too uh, as I go to bed. I like to think uh, and, and think about what my day has been, what my plans are for the next day and, and pray about those things. Pray for those things. Pray for those needs. Uh, but it looks pretty different every single day. And um, some days are longer. Some days are shorter. Some days are very short and some days very long. It just depends on, uh, first, the availability of my time. But also, um, it depends on, on, on what I'm praying about and for whom I'm praying about and for what purpose I'm praying about. But it's pretty flexible. It's pretty all over the place. Um, but once we get down to more practical things, tips, I will begin to share and unfold a little bit more things. I just don't want to give, uh, I, I don't want to give it all away in the first answer. But um, it's pretty flexible. Um, as for me personally, uh, I how does prayer time look for me? It's mostly in the morning. For me, it's that's that's the biggest uh, time that I believe God tugs at me, and I'm very specific to use that word because um, I've described it, I believe, a couple of times to our youth group. Shout out to the Flame Youth. Um, at the flame, you follow us on Instagram. Just quick plug, quick plug, <laughs> quick plug, quick plug, right there. Such a powerful youth group, and I'm so blessed to serve. But I was able to share with them um, the daily experience that I feel, and I kid you not, um, I literally feel this every day, as if there were maybe four to five to six different strings that were connected to my chest area just in different areas, my shoulder. And there would be a specific time in the morning, usually around 4.55 o'clock. And I would literally feel um, something pull me up. Whether I had two hours of sleep, three, four, five, doesn't matter. Without fail, around that time, I always get pulled up. I, I feel like as if it's like something is raising me and I can't go back to sleep. I cannot roll back in my bed. And I mean, I, I will eventually, if I really force myself to turn turn around and, and pass out again. But literally the force that pulls me, I know without a shadow of a doubt, is God. Every single time. And and it's a it's a it's a special experience that if anyone has ever experienced that before, the tug of God, the pull of God, the 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 call of God that is made every morning and literally I, I envision every single moment of kind of like a child who's excited to play with their dad. Dad, daddy, daddy, let's, let's go here. Let's go there. And I can only imagine with, you know, a couple of times I've been in conversation with Joselle and you'd see Eli come, kind of come in through the, through the corner of his FaceTime screen. And I would see like him come with excitement and, you know, Joselle respond, hey, hey, what's going on, buddy? 
you know, and, and there would be a change in tone and he would, ne he would never talk to me the way that he would talk to his son. There was a different manner of communication. And I, I know without a doubt, God has a specific call for me every morning. And to be quite frank with you, there are moments that I, I'm like, God, I can't do this. And so I just passed out again. And, but there are moments where I am compelled more often than not. I, I, I get out of bed and I sit down, I pull the blinds away and the, the dust, the, 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 the dawn of the new day, just the sun rising. Thankfully, I got this side of the room. It just pierces through the window and it wakes me up. And the Lord's like, hey, I'm here. And I want time with you. And that's what prayer time looks for me. It's just, it's literally a conversation with God. If I could just plug in what Mateo said, just conversing, just talking. And all throughout the day, uh, if it's not waking up at that time, because I just pressed the snooze button on God, um, it would be in the car. Um playing some serious Maverick City music and asking God to refine me and asking God to uh, thanking God for the promises that he continues to fulfill. Uh, and if, 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 if that is a way for you to connect with God, that is, that has been my method. And we're, we're here tonight just expressing that and sharing these practical different things that you're going to see. And it's going to be different for each of us. Um, and it, it's going to be different for you. And some of these things you're going to be able to collect and glean from so that you can apply in your own relationship and walk with God and your prayer time. And, you know, what, regardless of what your prayer time looks like, the point that I could share right now and I feel led to share is have a prayer time. Designate a prayer time. Schedule it in. Plug it in. Um, on that note, we want to ask our co-hosts today, do you have a structured prayer time or a is it a more of a free flow uh kind of conversation with god and i think we'll go the opposite way and mateo if you can kind of share that with us and then yourself i think i already share mine um i'm a free flow uh for being such a structured person in this regard i'm a free flow um i just don't think relationship can be structured um i try <laughs> I try to structure my relationships here on earth and I've tried to structure my relationship with God, but it just doesn't work because things happen in an unstructured manner. So if I have a problem today and I want to call Lumaika, um, I, I can't be like, oh no, but I only talk to Lumaika at 7 a.m. in the mornings. So I have to wait till tomorrow to talk to him about it. No, if I have a problem today, right now, I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care what he's doing. I'm calling him right away. And if he doesn't answer, I'll, I'll blow his text message up and be like, yo, I need your help right now. And it's the same thing with God. I can't, I can't box him to a prayer in the morning, a prayer in the afternoon, a prayer at night. I can't. Things happen. Like I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example. Today, um, I had a really, I got really bad news from my employer, one of my employers. And, and I was frustrated. And so what I did, I prayed. It was like 128, 130, like something like that, like in the afternoon. I'm not going to be like, okay, God, I'm really busy right now. I'll talk to you tonight about it. No, I prayed. It wasn't a fancy three-hour prayer, but it was a quick prayer that I prayed. And also God doesn't structure a relationship with us. Once you open your heart to a relationship with him, believe me, he will interrupt Anything and everything you plan. I used to always gloat about how I love sleeping and 
that's why God never woke me up in the middle of the night to pray. And I used to, I used to, I used to make that joke. It was a joke until God started waking me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, please. Like, can we talk about it in the morning? And I'm not here to say that it happens every night. No, thank God I, I get, I get good sleep. But what I'm saying is it's happened a couple of times. Um, I can structure uh, those kind of things. When God wants to talk to you, he wants to talk to you right now, right now. But I must say, if you want to develop a relationship with God, structure. It's a great foundation. Once you get to a structure, you will begin to free flow. And I don't like the word free flow because it almost sounds like I pray whenever. That doesn't mean I pray whenever. It just means I, I, I don't have a set time. But beginning with a structure and then moving into a free flow, it's beautiful because at the beginning, it's, it's, it's a little hard. And maybe we'll get to a discussion about this later. But the reason why it's so hard to have a relationship with God, it's because he's invisible. So he's here, yet I don't see him. If you were to be here, oh, you will talk to him for hours and you will sit with him and, and talk with him. And at the beginning, it's hard to interact with that invisibleness. But once that invisibleness becomes a spirit and that spirit comes within you and you begin to have a relationship with that spirit, you want to talk to him all day, every day about everything and anything because he becomes a very much part of your life. But that has to be developed. Uh, I don't think it will take years to develop. It'll just take sincerity, sincerity. And once you have that sincerity, you'll begin to free flow throughout your day, throughout your life, wherever you are. Uh, I've been in instances where I'm driving and I'm talking to God. I've been in instances where I'm at school and I'm talking to God. I've been in instances where uh, I'm working and I'm talking to God. Like, yes, I'm talking to somebody else, but in my mind, I'm praying. So it just, for me, I think that free flow, that openness of just communicating with God at all times, anytime. Uh, it's the perfect way to consummate a relationship here on earth and specifically with God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and awesome. um, I agree 100% uh, with what Mateo just said. Um, and, and it's really the way that life is, is for all of us. You can't really, you know, know what the next hour is going to hold or what tomorrow is going to hold. And I think that's kind of where um, we can pull the scripture out and, and talk about being ready in and out of season. That doesn't just apply to like ministry work or, or whatever. It literally applies to your relationship and walk with God. You got to be ready at any given moment when God calls your name, when God calls your number, right? Anytime in sports, you see someone sitting on the bench and their number's called, they're ready to go, right? They've conditioned themselves. They've, uh, you know, spent time working behind the scenes. Um, and, and that's what I feel the prayer is, right? And at a certain point, God's going to call you to uh, do something that's maybe going to change your life, going to impact someone else's life. And yeah. having that moment in prayer, um, you know, where, whenever it might be, wherever it might be, um, to me, that part doesn't matter as much as the fact as that you are actually praying, as right. I think Lumica said earlier. Um, now, with that being said, I see this, um, my answer would be both. Um when it comes to prayer time being structured and also for, I would say it's a little bit of both because, and it's not in the way that you have to pray at this time. And, 
um, you know, it, it, you can structure it that way. Because like I said, I agree with Mateo, life is crazy, right? And you never know what will happen, you know, things change, you can't really structure that in the way that you might be perceiving it. Uh, but when I think about structured prayer time, for me, that means my approach to prayer. Um, like, like the way that I uh, kind of think about how I'm going to talk to God and how I'm going to uh, have the conversation begin and end uh, is really important for me. And, and I mentioned this earlier when I said that I start my prayer time with worship. And that, that literally is in any form. If I'm praying for my food, praying for somebody, I always start with thanking God. Um, because that puts me in a mindset of really faith. And it really puts me in a position where I actually believe what I'm going to pray for after this, right? Or I actually recognize that the God that I'm praying to is, is in power and, and it's the God that I worship. It's the God that I uh, am thanking uh, for all the stuff that's happening in my life, even the trials. Uh, so, so for me, that's necessary and that's a structured part of my prayer. But after that, it's 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 all dependent on on what's happening right it's all dependent on uh what god wants to do in my uh in our conversation what god wants to speak to me what um and, and i could come to him with a list of things that i want to pray about but ultimately if i submit myself to the spirit through that time of worship mm. right then his will will be done regardless of when you're praying you know how you're praying none of that really uh matters like there have been times where i've prayed on my knees there have been times where i've prayed pacing around like Mateo. There have been times when I've prayed and I've completely been slain and I'm liquids coming out from every hole in my face, right? There have been times, you know, and it's, it's not always the same way, right? It's, it's, you can't structure it that way because you, you simply have to submit yourself and that's part of having faith, right? That, that's part of our relationship and, and uh, what we have really in this life with God. Um, and so uh, for me, it's it's a little bit of both. Uh, I, I always start off with thanking God, worshiping God, and and uh, from from then following that, you know, it, it's 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 all up to God. And I'll just you know have those conversations, bring up what I have, and and ultimately begin to listen as well. Um, if there's anything that God maybe wants to speak to me, and um, I think we're going to talk about about that a little bit later. But there are times when you're talking, and there are times where you're listening. Right but in ways, those those are both forms of prayer. Uh, because that's what conversations are, right? Listening, mm -hmm. right? It is part of a conversation. Um, and so anyways, this that's is a awesome. practical part, but <laughs> I don't want to go too deep like, into this Good. stuff. But. No, I, th I think you guys are, are, are head on and, and right on, on point with that. Uh, my answer would be similar. And I think we're already diving into our next question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Josel, when you touched on getting into the habit of prayer and the importance of it, um, I think this this question of whether we have a structured time or a free flow time in prayer, um, it it what matters is getting into the habit of prayer. Um, my pastor uh, Paul Graham, serving under the United Pentecostal Church of Ville Saint Laurent, has always quoted this, and he is known, I think, all throughout um, you know different churches for his quote, which says, "No prayer." no power more prayer more power little prayer little power much prayer much power and i think that it's not in the sense that i clocked in my hour i clocked in another hour here i clocked in another 30 minutes here that's important um for structure and 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 here's where i believe structure is important in the establishing of a discipline to pray 
when you're in that beginning phase where it was a big struggle for me, it's it actually establishing a time to pray where it's a non-compromisable mm-hmm. and that everything else gets shut out. That development of a practice and training of oneself in one's mind is so valuable and important. Right. But that needs to be coupled with a genuine connection with God, where you are no longer robotic in the in vain repetitions the Bible speaks about, but to have a pure and open and honest communication with God. There's going to be moments where you're going to tell God you're going to, and I've been, I've, there's many moments I've said to God, I really don't want to be here right now. God, I, I, I thank you for the breath, the life, but I'll be honest. I really don't feel like talking right now. Like right now, I don't feel like, like just hearing you out. And I, I, you know, this may shock a lot of people hearing this for the first time, but if God wants anything, he wants your honest, whole self. Every part so of good. the good, so good, the bad, the ugly. He wants to know when you're, when you're disappointed. He wants to know when you're let down. God doesn't want the sugar-coated um, self that is prettied up every Sunday in front of people. He wants the raw, broken you. Right. That's what prayer is about. When we understand that as the foundation and we come to him as that, whether in good times or bad times, you come to him with your raw self. Right. Demonstrate to him that you are vulnerable. In that moment of vulnerability, in that act of surrender, I promise you, I promise you, every single moment I've demonstrated that as a personal testimony, that I believe it will work for you, that in those moments you demonstrate yourself vulnerable to God. There is literally a rushing mighty wind that comes into that moment. If it's a rushing mighty wind, it may be a chill in the spine. It may be a heat that you begin to feel. Mm. We're going to talk about feeling God in prayer in a few moments here. But but stepping out in faith, as Brother Josel was saying, and going beyond the, 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 the barrier of your physical body feeling God, like that, that chill, going beyond and just being raw and real with God, it transcends all structure of of anything that we could try to establish. And I'm not trying to bash on any structure that currently exists. You know, you may go through the tabernacle prayer, or you may go through, you know, the um, the J-O-Y prayer, which is you thank Jesus, you pray for others, and you pray for yourself, you know, J-O-Y. Or you may go through the other prayer where, you know, it's worship, you know, just like a sandwich. You have a bread on top, bread on the bottom. Bread is stands for worship, everything else you have different ingredients lined out and then you end it with worship as brother just said there's nothing wrong nothing wrong with that but i believe that we need to go beyond that into the habit of prayer of connecting with god on the real that's good on the real and um that's kind of that's kind of i guess tangenting ta- uh, tangenting over to our next uh like topic of discussion tonight on prayer is what do you do when you struggle with the feeling God when you pray or the not feeling God when you pray? I touched a little bit on that, you know, and you know, if, if I could already just kind of just dive in just to wrap it up real quick and then I'll, I'll give the word to Joselle and Mateo. Um, 
go beyond it. Go beyond your physical feeling. Mm -hmm. there, there's something that happens in order for you to attain the supernatural. And this was uh, uh, an illustration dem uh, spoken to us by Pastor Justin McKenzie at our Flame Venture event in 2019, right? Because we didn't have anything in 2020. He spoke about a, uh, he brought a uh, clear, transparent plastic uh, wrap, you know, the, the one that you put on top of your bowls of food. And he said that that plastic wrap signifies your physical body, your flesh, your feelings, your emotions. And what happens when you pray in the spirit is your hand, your prayer is literally your hand piercing through that plastic flesh, that, 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 that plastic self or that, that, that flesh that is stubborn, that does not want to pray, that is full of emotion, that is vulnerable. When you pierce through that and you you exercise just a faith in God and saying, God, I, I, I may not be feeling you right now, but regardless, I know you're real. I know who you are. I know that you your promises never fail. Your promises will never leave me. Nor, you, you, you're, in your word, you said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So I hold on to that word, even though I don't feel it. I'll hold on to it and pierce through the flesh. And once you do that, once you pierce through that, 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 that barrier of flesh, you begin to enter into the spiritual, the supernatural. And what happens when you pray in those moments of vulnerability and no feeling God, you literally pull the things of the spirit into the natural. That's when you begin to feel God, when you pierce beyond your flesh, beyond feeling. And that's kind of my my tangent on that. And Josel Mateo, what, what would you guys have to add about that? I guess we'll start off with Josel. Uh, you touched you touched you put the nail right in the the center, bro. And that's exactly um, the right advice to give somebody when you know they're feeling this. Um, for me, in a, a perspective that I have on this. You know, we all know that God gave us a will, right? This is how we're able to have a real relationship with him and, and choose to love him, right? In the same way uh, with our prayer and in the times that uh, we we are maybe struggling when we don't feel like praying. And I'll be I'll be one to say, and I'm sure our host will be ones to say as well, there are times, and they've already admitted it, I'm going to add on to it. There are times when I just don't want to do it. Right. I'm tired. It's early in the morning or I've, I've come home from work. It's been a long day. I'm tired. I just want to sleep. There are moments in where you will really have a hard time uh, to get into that mode of, of prayer. And, and that's where the will comes in. Right. And, and, and it gets even harder, uh, especially when you, you know, try to push your way and will your way into that mode of prayer. And you're just not it feels like you're not hearing anything from God. There are, there are stories after stories and, and many people ha that I've uh, had conversations with that have shared uh, moments in their, even even people who have been living for God for years and years of their lives, who have had moments in where they've been praying and praying and praying for something, maybe for hours, maybe for days, maybe for years, hmm. where they felt like maybe maybe God wasn't isn't listening. Or maybe God, because in that moment, you, you're, you're kind of hoping for a sign, a word or, or something like like Lumica said, a, a chill in your spine, something that would rush over you and you're waiting for that moment and it doesn't come in that time. What do you do? And the answer is simpler for me. You keep praying. 
you keep seeking God. If, if it takes years, you keep doing it. And, and, and I'll, 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 I'll end my, my point by saying this. It's easy for us to pray in the beginning and worship God in the beginning and thank God in, in the beginning, you know, when, when things are going great. It's great. It's easy for us to thank God and, and pray when all is said and done. When the prayer's been answered, when everything's now on their way to, uh, you've gone through the valley, it's it's easy for us to thank God in that moment. But what about the middle? Right? And that's kind of the, the, the point of, of, of pushing through. You guys all probably know that acronym PUSH, pray until something happens, right? Hmm. Pushing through and, and willing yourself to, to continually get into that place of prayer, continue talking to God, continue building up that faith, and you will be tested whoever's listening, you will be tested, right? Right. And you will have a, a, a temptations just like Jesus did uh, to kind of steer away from that consistency. We were talking about structure and free flow, but but there's a consistency in always finding time to talk to God and bring whatever right. you have to God. Continuing to do that. Amen. And, and, and this is a word that I gave our church uh, last Sunday. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time whether it be years from now, whether it be the next generation that'll, mm. that'll receive the answer to that, whatever prayer you've been praying. It's only a matter of time. I, you know, John chapter five, there's, there's a story of the lay, the man that lay by the pool of Bethesda and the Bible says that this man lay there for 38 years. 38 years and the story of the Bible says that um, an angel of the Lord used to come and, and steer the water and the first person to touch the water will be healed and this man is laying there for 38 years but whenever the angel of the Lord came and stirred the water someone will beat him to touch in the water and he wasn't able to be healed and it just so happened that that day Jesus was there and he's like, do you want to be healed? And he's like, well, I've been trying to get healed, but like someone beats me to it. And he's like, well, rise up and walk. And the man, the man walked. And so what I, what I gather from this story is that you don't have to feel anything. You don't have to do anything. You just have to be there. You just have to be at the moment, at the place, and Jesus is there. So if we're doing this because of feelings, because I want to feel the rush and the thrill and feel great and, and feel the wind of His Spirit, which all those are fantastic things. Well, you're going to give up at some point. Because... Let me, let me diverge this thought into two. Number one, let me tell you some reasons why you can't feel his presence. Because your mind is so caught up in the things of this world. Because you're so caught up with things that don't benefit you or please God. Because you have so much clutter that you can't feel his presence. Something, it's taking the place of God. But then, let me go back to number two. I told you, the man was laying by the pool of Bethesda. Bethesda means house of grace or house of mercy. In other words, it's the unmerited, unmerited. 
unmerited favor of God. You know what unmerited means? You don't deserve it. He was laying by the house of mercy, by the house of the unmerited favor of God towards you. We don't deserve to feel his presence. We don't deserve to feel his spirit. We simply, in other words, what I'm trying to say, it's like you and I are sinners. And there is so much that divides us from who we are and who God is. But his unmerited favor and grace bridges absolutely everything so that you can feel his presence. It's not because you're great. It's not because I have a license from the United Pentecostal Church. It's not because I read. It's not because I spend 10 to 20 hours of prayer a day. It's not because I go to extraordinary church and you don't. It's not because of any of that. The reason why you can feel his presence is because he came to earth. He became a man. He died on the cross and he resurrected and his spirit is within me. Why? Because we didn't deserve it, but yet he gave it to us. So we all have the ability to feel his presence. So now let me go back to thought number one. If you don't feel his presence, clean up your life. And I don't mean like stop sinning, like clean up, declutter your mind. Because sometimes, yes, you do take the time to pray. I take the time to pray. But I'm thinking, I got to pay my bills. I got to turn off. I got to turn off the rice. I got to do this. I got to change this. I got to clean the kitchen. Uh, if I don't do, I got to do my homework. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm thinking about a million different things. But prayer. But prayer. I'm, declutter. Like, if you're going to pray, pray. And, and yes, I understand. Like, I just said not so long ago, like, I'm praying while I'm doing my work and all that stuff. Yeah, but those prayers are different from the prayers that I set time apart. You, you know what, Mateo? Just, just to quickly just interject, just a short moment here. I'll let you keep going on your train of thought, but I think you're already diving into just kind of our, our topic that, that'll kind of wrap, wrap us up in a few moments here. But you're sharing already advice for anyone that's struggling with their prayer life. So you just keep going. And then Josel, and then I'll and then I'll, I'll I'll jump in right after Josel. Sounds good. So declutter your mind, declutter your thoughts. Like at least, and, and I just I was a big I, I was a big advocate to free flow into your conversation with God. But I think that at least you should dedicate your time to a portion of uh, of time that you are just you and God. Again, I'm comparing this to earthly relationships. So now think of your spouse, think of your family members. What happens if always when you're talking to your family member, you're on your phone or you're watching TV? But there's going to be times that a family member or your spouse will talk to you and you're on your phone and that's okay. You're busy. But what happens if every single time that happens? They're just going to give up and they're just not going to talk to you. You know, you're praying and you're thinking about the next episode of your Netflix show. Nothing against Netflix. If you want to watch Netflix, go ahead and watch it. But you're thinking, what is this character going to do next episode? But thank you, God, for today. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Like, 
No. Now, I have two more advices. Lumaik already touched into one, so I'm not going to go really deep into it. Don't pray what you think you should pray. Pray what you're actually thinking, what you're actually going through. Jesus was our example of prayer life. And Jesus prayed, let this cup pass from me, if it's your will. In other words, Jesus prayed that he didn't have to die on the cross. Can I just tell you, if God's asking you for something really big and hard, tell him you don't want to do it. He might let you off the hook. We did it because you didn't pray. Not, not like ah, everything's going wrong, but praise God, I'm living my best life. No, if you're not, tell him, God, I'm struggling with what I'm going through. I'm angry because of what you did. I don't want to, I don't want to go to church anymore because of what so-and-so did or because of how I feel, feel, feel. Express those feelings. Expressing those feelings release that emotion out of you and it allows God to first comfort you, second guide you, and third direct you. He knows your thoughts. He knows your feelings. But he's a respecter of your free will. So he's not going to help you in something that you're not allowing him to help you. Now, number three, we talk about vain repetition and we often think, oh my God, Catholics, they always pray, uh, the, you know, the Lord's Prayer. Can we, can we just let the Catholics off the hook for a second and can I just get on your back right now? Some of you all have a prayer life so extensive that God already knows. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for everything that you're giving me. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for my job. Thank you for food. Thank you for my roof. Thank you for school. Thank you for my family. Lord God, I pray that you'll give me more money so I can pay off my bills. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You already got your prayer down. And you're so afraid to pray one more minute. It's like, alarm clock's on. Goodbye. If there's not sincerity in your prayer, and notice, like, I don't even listen to your prayers, but why I'm telling you this, it's because I've been there. I've been in a state where I just pray what I have to pray. And you, Lord help me, you hear this at church all the time. People praying, they're like, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, praise God. But what about everything else you want to talk to him about? Oh, he knows my thoughts. He knows my. He does. What if you just try expressing those thoughts to him? Oh, but God doesn't heal me. Well, have you asked him? Oh, but God doesn't give me a job. Well, have you asked him? Oh, but, but God doesn't open a door for Have you asked him? You want to feel his presence? You can't schedule it. You can't schedule it. You just have to allow His Spirit to move upon your life. And again, I say this one more time. It's a relationship. A relationship. A relationship. He wants to have a relationship with you. And lastly, because I know I've been going for a little while, Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with 
thanksgiving. Let your request be known unto God. Notice the word thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. I want to highlight that too because some of us are so focused on give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And we are not focusing on worship, 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 worship. We can worship him too. Take a break from asking him and worship him because he's good and because he's answered a lot of your prayers. Now, if you're still feeling like you can't feel his presence, I, I will ask you to talk to your pastor, whomever your pastor is, and be honest about the struggle. Sometimes, and Micah, remember you and I did this when we started our friendship. Uh, we were kind of stuck in our relationship with God and we began prayer in the morning the two of us uh, on Saturday mornings and we spend time in prayer together to help each other out. Sometimes having a prayer partner helps a lot. So why do I tell you to go to your pastor? Well, he can be your prayer partner, but he can also suggest somebody to be your prayer partner. So if you feel stuck, get yourself a good prayer partner and, uh, and, and, and that will help you get out of your mood, get out of this routine and bring you back into the, into the will of God, which is to experience his presence every single day. That's awesome. Thank you, Mateo. That's awesome. Great stuff. It's loaded. It's loaded. Take notes, guys. Go, go ahead, Josel. What do you got for us? Uh, Mateo laid it out perfectly. Uh, there's not much else I could say, but to emphasize really uh, what the, the, what he shared with us Um and I can do that by looking at the scripture that, that Lumeka read for us at the beginning of this episode in Second Chronicles chapter 7, uh, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves. Mm. And uh, I know we read that all the time and we think that we just shouldn't talk about what we're struggling with, us, me, 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 me. When I read that, I interpret it as if humble yourselves, as in lay it down at the feet of Jesus. Literally, your cares, your anxieties, what you're going through, lay it out at his feet. Bring it to him. Mateo touched on it already. The, the, the reason people miss out on certain blessings, on certain uh, deliverances, on, on things that they've been dealing with is because they haven't brought it to God. And I know as humans, we are always caught up and we're, we're uh, f- the function, the natural function of our minds is to try and handle things and deal with things on our own, mm-hmm. especially the deep, dark problems that we have in our heart. We try to deal with it. And, and, and remove it aside. And, and a lot of Christians have this problem where they just simply put it put it away in their pocket, talk to God about a bunch of other things that are going on, and, and simply forget to bring the thing that they've been dealing with deep down in their heart because maybe they're ashamed, maybe because they don't feel it's important, maybe because uh, they think God's going to smite them in that very moment. He's going to take away the anointing in that moment. And people are so afraid of simply humbling themselves, laying it at the feet of Jesus. And, and seeking his face. And, and, and I believe wholeheartedly that, literally, uh, that, that's all we, we simply need to do. In any way, in any form, however it is, give God what you have, even the bad parts. Of course, we want to give God our best. Give him your worst too. And just let God do the rest, right? The boy had mm-hmm. two fish and five loaves and he gave all that he have. And, and, and he watched literally what God did through that. You'd be amazed at what God can do if you give him the worst parts, the struggles, right? Uh, aside from the best, you, you give him everything. Right. 
you'll be amazed what he can do through you in that moment, in that prayer, in the now. Uh, so again, everything that was shared tonight, uh, everything that Mateo and Lumaika shared, um, really, it, it all comes down to that. And, and, and if, you, if you're hungry enough, if you love God really deep down to your core, then everything else will kind of just fall into its place. But you got to really make sure that you're coming into prayer with the right mindset. Right. Right. Coming into prayer in that moment uh, where really everything is, it's about God. And so when I bring my, my struggles to him, uh, I, I want it to be used as a, a testimony to, glor to glorify God. When I come to him with my struggles, I want it to be uh, used as as a way to impact somebody else who has struggled, who is struggling with the same thing. Mm. But God can't use it if you don't give it to him. So I'm gonna leave it at that. Praise God. I think I think we're not shortchanged at all uh, in this podcast recording um, and, and premiering that you guys are seeing tonight with nuggets of gold that we can take as advice and we encourage you viewers to connect with your pastor, with your youth pastors, with right. youth mentors, mm -hmm. with other brothers and sisters in the faith that you know have a prayer life and that are not about that business of gossiping prayer requests. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna call that out here. I'm gonna call that out here on this hey, podcast. Let them know. Let them know. Not, it's not, it's not because you call it a prayer request that it's okay to gossip. Uh-uh. Right. Get that right. business out of here. Get that business out of here. We don't need that in the church. We don't need to tear each other down. We need to be seeking the face of God. And um, if I could add just one last tidbit of advice, uh, just before we go to our final last question to wrap it all up, my advice would be Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If there's anything you got to put first in your life, I know we talked about structure a few moments ago, but if there's one thing you ought to do for sure, without a doubt, before you check your Facebook or Instagram updates or whatever it is, or who won the game last night, or, you know, if there's any news on, on whatsoever, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. 100%. Let it be your heartbeat. Seek Jesus first. Seek his face, not his hands. Seek his face. Because if we seek so much for the hands of God, we never ever get to know the personality of God. And the personality of an individual can truly be discovered by its face, by the face in conversation. Not only by you talking, but by you listening. Um, that would be the kind of the wrap up of advice and just kind of the, just to wrap this episode up guys, short and sweet. What is one prayer or two that you've personally seen answered in your life? Go ahead, Joselle and Mateo, and then I'll wrap it up. <laughs> He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. Come on now. Uh, so I'm going to go with what uh, is in my personal life real quick. Uh, I'm going to make it quick. If you want to hear the full testimony, just just hit me, shoot us a message. Um, and, and I could we could talk personally. But um, for many years, I struggled with asthma. This is during uh, my whole life. Uh, I went to Bible school. 
there was a special service uh, with I think a missionary uh, brother Nathan Nathan Harrod. Yeah, yeah, from I believe from Spain, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came to New Brunswick uh, in our time Bible college, and he preached a powerful message. And uh, there was a moment at the altar where um, he asked people to come up who were struggling with uh, physical ailment. Uh, I was hesitant to go, if I'm being honest, because I've been praying for this for years and years and years. I've had people, preachers come through and pray, help pray me through for healing. I've had uh, many moments at an altar at many different events. So I'm hesitant to come up in this moment and, and receive this. Uh, but I did anyways. And uh, long story short, God uh, touched me, moved over my body. I literally felt something release. Um, and in that moment, my buddy Braden Brewer, shout out to Braden Brewer from New Brunswick. He's like, dude, just run down the hallway and see what happens. And I did it. I ran I ran across this the long hallway in this campus, university campus that we're in. Um, ran to the end, didn't feel anything, ran back, did it two more times, and no reaction to my asthma, when in reality, just simply walking upstairs would cause me to use an inhaler. Wow. Uh, and it was it was an answer to prayer. Now, I want to say this, and I'm not going to tell any more of the story because I want you guys to be curious and ask us about it. Um, but a couple years later, uh, I, I started dealing with asthma again. Literally, the struggle came back. I had to use inhalers again. Um, and there was a moment in where I had to I really question God as why this is happening. Uh, but again, it's it's pushing, it's praying, it's continuing continuing to continuing to worship God even in the midst of moments that don't make sense. And so I did it, and uh, I'm gonna leave that there. So if you want to know more, I'll tell you. But you gotta ask. Come on now, <laughs> Mateo, go ahead, brother. You know, a couple episodes ago, we talked about our lows, lows, and uh, I shared the testimony of my family not having a place to move to. Um, and I just, guys, literally we were on the street, like we had nowhere to go, nothing to do. Absolutely nothing, nothing at all. No fallback plans, not, not extensive savings, no, nothing, like absolutely nothing. Like we were, we were on the streets and I remember it was a exam season and, uh, we, I was so frustrated once one potential place that we could have moved to uh, called me and said, hey, we, you guys didn't get approved. And I was like, that's it. We're out. We're on the streets. And I remember just sitting there at the university campus and I was just crying and, and I began to pray and say, God, you're going to have to pull a miracle here because we have nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. And no special feelings, nothing extra. No one came to me and said, don't worry, I got a place for you. Uh, but, you know, fast forward, God did give us a place and God never forsaked us, never left us. And not only he gave us a place, he gave us a place that was beyond our reach in one of the most affluent neighborhoods in Toronto, just out of the, out of the blue, because that was just a miracle. And it was a prayer of brokenness and it was a prayer of, of just like, God, I try on my strength now. There's nowhere I can go. I'm relying on you completely and entirely. And he did answer that prayer. But beyond that, I've seen God heal so many people. Absolutely ridiculous. And maybe one day we'll do an episode on healing because I have so many stories. And I, and I believe that God can heal you if you're struggling with something. He can heal you. I've seen God. Uh, just so many prayers. Like from little, I used to get a headache and I'm like, call grandpa. God, I have been praying for me because... 
I believe he, he, God will heal me. And God used like used to heal me and still heals me. And uh, he still pulls the miracle. So I believe that uh, he's a, a prayer answering God. Prayer and Vix, that's all you need, folks. Yo, prayer and Vix. And you know what? Just to add to Mateo's testimony real quick, you know, not only is his house in an awesome location, but it's literally a five to ten minute walk away from Popeye's. Five, wow. five. Wow. So listen, listen, Lord, he's a miracle. If he'll do it, if he'll do it. He's a way maker. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And for as for me, just to, just to wrap it up, um, my prayer request was very simple. It was in the years of 2013, 2014, 2012 as well. I, I could add that. I created a list along with one of my accountability partners, Brother Randy. And it's a list that uh, I created before the Lord asking him for a very specific individual in my life. And I have the list. Oh, 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 here we go. And it is a list that I created um, when I was lost emotionally. I was lost in my, in, in, in pursuit of trying to find a relationship when it was not God's timing. And I was kind of going ahead of God's time. And Brother Randy encouraged me and said, Lou Micah, you pray for her because she's out there and she's praying for you. And I began to jot down characters, uh, characteristics that I were, that were specific from God. And I, I just jotted them down, you know. And uh, I'm here to declare that my prayer is answered for my, my soon-to-be wife. And oh, everything no. that is... And everything that she is, is on this list that wow. I prayed for even before I had interest in her, even before I, I, the spark, the initial spark uh, began for Sister Alexa Angelica. Shout out to you. I love you. And this is, the, you, you are my answered prayer. I don't want to sound too cheesy or too corny, but um that is my answered prayer. So you're making our uh, viewers and our producers getting click, bro. So on that on that light note, we're so blessed. We're so grateful to be with you all again tonight on this episode. Thank you for for tuning in to this episode on prayer. And I don't think uh, it would be an an, uh, an appropriate episode on prayer if we did not end in prayer. Right. And um, I want to invite every viewer or listener to join us in prayer and i want you to know that this prayer extends beyond this podcast if you need prayer at any time as we've said in previous episodes we're just a direct message away mm -hmm. we're just a phone call away we're just a, a message away, uh, you know a, a, a text message away and we'll be so happy and honored to serve you in whatever capacity we can it's not for our glory but it's for the glory of God and to see him move through your life as you submit to him in your day to day. Lord, hallelujah. We thank you, Abba Father, for this opportunity of gold that you've given to us, that you've allowed for these special individuals that have been called to this podcast for such a time as this to be truly a difference maker and trailblazer in their generation. I pray for a group of servant leaders that are listening in, that have a desire to go deeper in their relationship and walk with you, that you would cause them and bring them to a place 
of vulnerability, of surrender to you, that you, O oh God, would bring them to a place where they can be honest and raw and real in your presence. Lord Jesus, to declare their love with 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 maybe a difficulty if they need to, with maybe hardships if they need to. But God, let them see the real you and let you see the real them. Let God, your grace and mercy flow through these times of prayer. And even in this moment of prayer, as we lift our hands, as we're listening into this podcast, God, whether on commute or, 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 or on the job or wherever we are or eating breakfast, or supper, God, I pray, touch a young person, touch a, a young adult, touch every adult listening in, Lord, that you would give us a desire to get into the secret place. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Lord, we dwell in your presence. We seek for your face. And for every person tuning in tonight, today, Lord, that they, O oh God, would find their secret place in you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you for your holy presence and your spirit that is leading us constantly to draw nearer to you. And as you're tugging at us, whether it's in the morning or in the noon or, or maybe in midday where we need just a gasp of spiritual fresh air, let us remember to call upon the name of Jesus. Let us remember, oh God, to call on you at every moment just like Brother Mateo was saying, at any time, just to have that free relationship with you where we can connect with you. Lord, and if we're struggling to pray, if there's anyone struggling to pray out there in the audience, I pray, oh God, that you would direct their path to a discipline of prayer at the beginning, just to begin, just to, just to start off, just to say, you know what, I'm setting this time aside for Jesus. And Lord, we thank you. We give you praise, honor, and glory for it tonight, today, this day. We thank you. And everybody declare this in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We amen, give you amen. glory to God. Um, for those who maybe have experienced prayer for the first time on this podcast, please don't be a stranger. We want to, maybe if you, you have questions about it, we're, we'd be happy to help you answer that and go through it again. We're so glad you've tuned into the Bridge Podcast this day. My name is Lou Micah. I'm your host, and we're so grateful for you to be here. And we have our co-host's brother. Josel. Mateo. And this is the Bridge Podcast. We'll see you all next week. Let's get Love it. Love you all. Thank you.